video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 241 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my torpedo-titted homeboy, Mr. <laughs> Grizz. I wish. What is going on, my dude? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Like, oh, I'm thinking about if I had torpedo titties now. Like, <laughs> like, for real, if you had some boobs, right? You'd be hanging out all day just, like, checking boobs out. I think that's true goes both ways like if a guy automatically like all of a sudden had boobs he'd be like oh my god i got boobs and if like a chick had balls she'd be like holy shit i got balls i don't I know I'm, I'm guessing but i feel like that would be a curiosity thing dude at one point in my life i did have boobs and i yeah, did not want to touch them ever <laughs> yeah i think there's a difference between man flesh like man boob is man very flesh. unappealing yeah, man flesh <laughs> flesh for the beast <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, we started I, things I off know, great man. this week, dude. Talking about man boobs and shit, we're on a roll already. I mean, this movie like calls for it. It has yeah. some uh, rather interesting uh, dialogue and language in it. This week, we watched the 1987, uh, I guess, straight to video horror semi classic. I feel like a lot of people know this movie and like it. We watched Doom Asylum, um, one that I actually thought we would have done earlier, but for whatever reason, we didn't. So uh, Grizz has the honor of watching it with me now. So is this your first time watch? No. No, 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 no. I've seen this movie a bunch of times before. This was my first time watch. Really? Yeah. Really? I never never sought this one out. I know it's it's well spoken about, you know? And we'll see. We'll see how well it will be continued to be spoken about. But, I, you know, uh, it's, I, it's okay. I had the uh, the option of buying this movie once, like back in the day, for like fifteen dollars, and I was like, "Probably should have eh, that." Nah, I'll get it. I'll get it next time. Now mm, it's probably like what a hundo somewhere around there, maybe a little yeah. bit under that. It's one of them, though. You know, it's one of those tapes. It's going to cost you a nice. few bucks now, at least. There's a nice Blu-ray though that you can get, and the scan looks great, dude. The, That's, scan, the scan on Tubi was fucking phenomenal, man. I'm watching it on my Sony, probably, I was like, "What the fuck am I yeah, watching?" It looks really good, right? It's, it's it's shot incredibly well, and by incredibly well, I mean like the quality is actually like there. Um, that's why like the Blu-rays look great sometimes, and this is one of those movies where like it really does it justice. Well, it's it thirty-five really millimeter original, yeah. so I mean it's yeah, easy it's to legit. fucking four K that bitch up. Yeah, that's true. I, that's one thing that kind of sucks about like the 16 mil and like shot on video stuff. You can only do so much with it. You can only make it so big. The 35 millimeter stuff, though, like holy shit, that that just looks fucking great. Yeah. Like incredible. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes they cheap out and it's just le- like legit just a scan. But uh, some of these 4K releases and even the regular HD ones, whew, they did they did a good job. No, this one too. I, like I said, I was watching it on. Uh, I watched the 4K on my 4K TV, and and I the, the first like 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, I just kept thinking like, holy fuck, dude, this looks like this looks like it was made like this past year. It's it was so fucking like crisp and like dialed in. Like even some 4K scans, I'm like, man, I don't really fucking like notice 
that much of a difference on things. But this one, I was like, damn, this is motherfuckers are jumping out the screen on me all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen this on tape before too, and I gotta say, I I prefer the fucking Blu-ray. Like it looks, it looks good. The effects kind of hold up even in HD. Like it's not terrible, terrible. Um, this this movie is just one of those like videotape i probably should have rented it when i was younger but i don't ever remember seeing it on the shelves or anything and i know i would have loved it if i saw this as a kid okay so i think there's like there's something to that because this is also something i never saw like even if i do if i did see it on the shelves i don't know if i I just for whatever reason i never saw it and i think that if i had seen it when i was like you know 10 to 13 years old i would have been like this is fucking this movie's the shit like this is it right here like i was the side seal delivered this is the fucking one but watching it now as a fucking 36 year old i'm like there's some great things in this movie don't get me wrong but man this is a failed comedy like there's there's good horror comedy right there's tons of it some of my favorite stuff really well done this is a really bad attempt at that or maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe this is like a straight shot like horror film that wasn't meant to be funny but things are just like so stupid that they are funny i I don't know how to read this boomy i think that's the problem i don't know how to fucking read what's going on in this film i definitely think that the comedy was intentional Okay. I I don't think they like just had bad dialogue and like just said stupid <laughs> Dude, shit. Like, I, I think it's I think it's supposed to be there. It's because it's, like look at the corners and everything. Like look at like how people talk to each other. Look at certain like the certain like nicknames they give each other. Like right. in a serious movie, they wouldn't be doing that. Exactly, and that's also part of the problem for me, dude. Is that like some of it? Like I mean, ninety percent of it does not land as being funny. It, it lands as being really fucking corny or just outright dumb. Whereas like humor, I dude, I don't even. I, you said straight to video, right? There's a fucking reason, dude. Because I don't even uh. think this is like outdated for like now. I think this was outdated in 1988 when this motherfucker got released, dude. This just well, the humor does not land. I don't think in any time period it just doesn't land. Sorry, I was taking a drink of my uh, blue soda here. <laughs> Uh, I think this is actually what got me over COVID was this blue soda from Sheets, but uh, two nah, sheets to the no. wind, baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, this is like an interesting time. I feel like in in low budget movies, you're reaching like the end of the '80s now. You know, things are winding down. Everything that's been done has been done. You have shot on video starting to come up, and like these low budget, you know. 35 millimeter i'm not gonna say studio film but like real movie it's getting it's getting harder to pull this shit off at this time you know like this movie could have been shot on beta cam you could have shot this movie on beta cam. yeah for sure and i don't i i don't you know i want to give them credit for trying because there is a, a great albeit very generic horror film here but like you said at this point in time like it's at the, the very like almost like the pinnacle of like the 80s horror so like a lot of things have been done you're you're kind of like 
trying to be original, but you you really can't with just like the cookie cutterness of of the story here, which we're gonna get into all that. Is there a fucking what you call? Is there a trailer for this movie? I would I would think so. Right, I well, would think so. Let's fucking give him some juice. Let's give him some trailer. Okay, let's 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 hit that. If I can find it, if not, I'll play. I don't know what I'll play. I'll surprise you. <laughs> now that legend about the corner nobody ever got killed by a legend back in a flash and if i'm not don't come looking for me Doom Asylum. Now, before we get into like the plot of this movie and all that shit, um, I was looking at the director, um, Richard Friedman's IMDb, and we were discussing, you know, that he did Scared Stiff, which you said is a movie that you like before this. Um, he directed Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which also is pretty a decent. pretty, yeah, yeah, well known movie, good movie, but. I'm looking at this motherfucker's TV um, credits, right? First of all, Lewis and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. He did an oh, episode of that, yeah, there right? There you go. He did two episodes of Silk Stockings. Remember every Bro, time Raw. on Raw? He was, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hell yeah, I remember Silk Stockings. <laughs> if you were like a wrestling heyday. fan, yeah, if you were a WWF fan in the 90s, you knew you never watched Silk Stockings, but no, you fucking no. knew what Silk Stockings was. Yeah, I have no idea what that fucking show is about. I've never seen a single episode, no. but I sure as shit know the name of that. Just like fucking, I mean, I've seen episodes of it before, but La Femme Nikita I, feel, I was, was just going to say La Femme Nikita, dude. That's the other <laughs> yeah. one for sure. Remember there'd be yeah. like promos coming on, like right, like at the end of Raw, there'd be like on screen, like La Femme Nikita promos, and they'd be all like sexy and shit. I'm like, damn, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you realize that you're watching like basic uh, cable. Yeah. It's like they ain't playing shit yeah, on yeah. here. Unless you're watching I'm, public access. I'm watching like a, a chick soap opera action show at that point basically <laughs> does it let me see if it has a good uh uh cassie's is this oh this is oh this is his episode cassie st john and tom ryan are the new duo in town it's now their job to catch the killers of palm beach okay is that his is that his fucking thing episode 176 i don't know but that's pretty fucking funny um, i bet those shows really, are interchangeable honestly those fucking two shows are probably exactly the same oh yeah for sure baywatch nights what the fuck was Ooh, that that sounds scandalous there's there's a lot of weird shit on here but uh oh tales from the dark side he did an he did four episodes See? what is this billy joel you're only human music video you're only human should have stuck with the the fucking the action shows. That's true, man. Friday the Thirteenth, the series. You ever watch that? Not very good. Not nah, it has nothing to do with. I, I've like 
I've seen a few episodes that I liked, but it had nothing to do with Jason. So like, yeah, I think bullshit. that's the, the, the bummer. You know, it's like at least. Yeah. I mean, it was the same way with like Freddy's Nightmare, but at least you got a little bit of Freddy. You know. You, yeah, you Freddy was in like taste. two. You know? I think two episodes yeah. he was like directly in and yeah. it was like part one, part two. No more Mr. Nice Guy. That shit's yeah. on fucking Tubi and everything now. Whew, go back and watch those. But I never remembered those being on TV. You know. Yeah. I, I don't like the fact that there's no fucking Voorhees, you know? It's like, come on. You can't call it Friday the thirteenth. It's like, well, I don't know. I, I guess it would I would like it better if it was like a Halloween thing. And then they did the anthology. You know, yeah, on, that on, makes that makes know, more sense. That would make more sense. But you know, Friday the Thirteenth always been the same fucking story. Like, why are you gonna just all yeah. of a sudden have anthologies based on that? Yeah, we're gonna find cursed objects. Not that's what fuck. it is. That's so dumb. Yeah, uh, I just remember that being on like the Sci-Fi Channel and shit during the day. Oh, be of like course. homesick, and it's like, oh, I guess I'll I'll watch this. That like Tales from the Dark Side. Now I'd fuck right, with I that. Feel like those. I, were, I would watch that I, for sure. Hey man, I'm sure that's on somewhere still. I I feel like that's probably one of the stronger like horror shows. Also, you got Tales from the Crypt, you got Tales from the Dark Side, Monsters, dude. And that's like the the trio, bro. You know, you're talking about like being home from school, sick and shit like that. It just makes me think of like different shows. I don't I, I don't know if like television. I think is so different for like kids now. Like we had like a really awesome. Like, imagine Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon in the 90s, right? All yeah. the fucking dope-ass shows that we had just on that channel. Like, remember that show where it's, like, all video games? And you got to go into, like, a fucking virtual video game in the Nick fucking Arcade, a, dude. dude. Dude, it's such, Nick a, Arcade. such a good fucking... Dude, like, Double Dare. All these fucking cool-ass things that I just feel like are are probably stupid now. Like, if, if kids were to try watching oh, that oh. shit. Oh, dude. Oh my god, man. I, I'm fairly certain it was Paramount Plus. They have all this shit. I, really? I have it. And I we you know, I signed up and I'm like, oh fuck. It's like everything I used to watch when I was a kid. I'm like, all right, let's go down fucking nostalgia boulevard oh, and hole. see yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see if like I could stand watching this shit. Holy fuck, man. Everything holds up stealth. That's how good. I that feel like it would was. for me, you know, for, for someone who lived it, I feel like it would hold up great. Even like the cartoons of like that time. Do you remember like our real monsters and shit? Like, still holds up. I bet it does. It's gotta be fucking awesome. Angry beavers. That shit is fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> um, even like rocket power. Yeah, that I, shit? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure all of it holds up, holds up super fucking well. I just feel like. You know, all the, all these channels were, like, really just cranking out such great fucking content that was, like, directed for, like, young adults at the time and shit like that. But, like, it's such a different media, like, environment now that, like, it's... Yeah, well, you could get it. Like, the kids even watch TV anymore. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, besides, I, I, like... I feel like the attention know. span is so fucking, like, incremental in, like, a minute video on some platform, you know? Like, give me content that satisfies it's, that that time frame yeah, well, you know well like that's something that a lot of people will never know well at least in america they won't know like you know before we had cable you had 13 channels hopefully yeah. something was on most of the time unless it was the weekend there wasn't anything for you to watch and then like even when you got basic cable like there was only set things that were on at certain times and that's it you know what i mean and it, and yeah. the programming would turn off at a certain time too 
You know what I mean? Like it would go to fucking infomercials or whatever. It wasn't fucking 24 seven programming. So I'm sure like everybody could like, I think most people could probably relate with this like family fact that like everybody in their family in that time period had an aunt, an uncle, a cousin or something who was like the family's like video store in a way where this motherfucker had everything he could possibly tape taped three movies on a fucking single tape with them all written out on it dude you'd you'd go over that my uncle dude my uncle chuck man big fucking biker dude my uncle chuck he was a big fat fucking cocaine biker fucking motherfucker but this dude loved movies and tv shows his entire house was all home recorded fucking movies all written dude he had a whole catalog of shit go over like oh i'm looking for fucking robocop this motherfucker would know right where it was at got it i take the tape home dude it was it was the fucking best man like he, that, that dude my uncle chuck is probably still sitting on his entire like home recorded fucking vhs collection i see those like listings that, up all the fucking time he's got that halloween fucking tv version on there i guarantee right? he does dude i guarantee that's it. so funny we had uh down the block my buddy's neighbor the neighbors the neighbors were older but the son was probably around the same age that like my uncle would have been or whatever and he was the one where he'd be like what do you guys want we'd be like we want to watch leprechaun and he'd be like all right and he'd bring us a tape with leprechaun on it, it you is, know what dude. i mean oh, like yeah. one of those things and it's like you'd be asking for like friday the 13th and all this and he always got it yeah he you doesn't, know, have, the, he doesn't like, have the official paramount fucking vhs release but that motherfucker's oh, got it no. on a scott fucking videotape three movies yeah. in you well, gotta fast well, forward that motherfucker to find it but you could watch it also like remember when we were that young like maybe you were able to get like a couple issues of fangoria or you saw shit as like you were going through the video store but by the time you got home you fucking forgot what it was oh yeah so like you only knew like oh friday the 13th um nightmare on elm street halloween all shit like that like you only knew the big the big franchises and stuff like that that's what was really tough when i was younger going to the video store like first getting into horror was like i only knew like what i was exposed to so going to the video store i saw all kinds of fucking movies there that i'd never seen but it's like i this is my opportunity to rent something i'm gonna get something that i i need to see based on like what i think is popular what i know at the time you know like what are the hits like in the 90s it'd be like you know leprechaun and shit like that like i need to see those fucking movies you know but there's other things that you know i'm sure we're at the video store that i completely overlooked it's like to only have that fucking time machine to like go back and like spend more time like really watching some of the deeper cuts in my early yeah. horror career well, but it's just such a limited time period that i could have to dude, actually rent something think about this all right what's a like a movie like soul of the uh soul of the demon um something like that if you saw that when you were younger you'd be like holy fuck but what are you gonna pick up off the shelf honestly ghoulies that has the monsters on the front and all that shit the, yeah or soul of the demon you know what I mean? You're not going to take a bland looking cover or a cover you don't know what it is. You know, you're going to take the thing where it's like, oh, fuck, there's probably these fucking monsters. It's probably scary. Like, dude, you know what the, I mean? You were doing shit like that. The family video that I I used to rent at as a kid and then eventually I ended up working at as a teenager. They had the fucking gourmet zombie chef with the fucking the, the camp video slip. <clears throat> I remember it clear as fucking day seeing it when I was a kid and being like, that looks fucking dumb. 
I'm never and it, don't get me wrong yeah. that movie is fucking dumb as fuck <laughs> that's not a good camp movie but I, just like knowing like you know what it became the lore afterwards the fucking the value of it and stuff like that like watching something like that for me at that time period I would have never invested time in shit like that and it's part of like you know what you were saying am I gonna pick something that is kind of like you know an arm cut off on a fucking table with gourmet zombie chef or am I gonna pick something with fucking little monsters coming out of a toilet I mean it's it's no fucking brainer man yeah like you're thinking about it now you know what I mean yeah, you gotta uh, think about it with like the brain you had then where it's like oh I don't wanna get Return of the Living Dead like look it's a cartoon like there's a cartoon on the front right you know what I mean like shit like Doesn't that like me. no like Exactly. You're you're getting the stuff that has blood or like a stupid box that lights up or you know well, like and I wanted to talk to my friends who were also watching horror movies, you know, about movies that we were all watching and shit and I you know, I doubt that they were going to pick up something like gourmet zombie chefs and stuff like that. You know, they would, it, it just wasn't on the radar of of the group of people that I was hanging out with where we wanted to see, you know, what was coming out in theaters. What was the classics, you know, like the yeah. fucking Friday the 13th and shit like that. Like cuz those were all new to us when we were teenagers or, or you know, younger adults. Yeah, well, also like remember if you were going with your parents too when you were younger, like you had to get something that they said you could have right that was a big so part like, of it too for sure it, like oh like you see zombie like you're gonna get that like your mom's gonna look at that and go nope you're not getting that oh see you no, know that, what i mean like that that wasn't the problem that i had mine was my dad made you know he didn't give a fuck what the content was he wanted to make sure he was gonna fucking sit through it also Oh. So if I grab something fucking Because we were only renting a handful of movies And if we were watching movies that weekend We're going to get something we're all going to hang out and watch So he ain't get, letting me get something that he looks at And is like this looks fu-. I pick up a fucking Polonia movie Imagine he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> like, yeah, He's, he's yeah. never going to let me Yeah I wish dude it would oh, be great Oh my god back but, in know, the day when like that was your entertainment <laughs> Your son picks that out That's so good dude <sighs> But you know, but that that was the thing. Like he wants to watch it too, so it had to be something that was semi popular that you know he knew about or some shit. So I, I generally was able to get my own like thing. I would go watch him, and my my sister had a VCR in her room, so like uh, I was able go. to go in her room and watch it. So like I always got to pick something out. So like like clockwork, I'm renting Return of the Living Dead Part Two. <laughs> well, getting, that's a, yeah, it's a, a decent you know, score. I, well, shit like that. Like, I, I rented Evil Dead as a kid and all that stuff. And I would get my one fucking tape and I'd watch it over and over and over until it had to be brought back. And of course, we never got new releases. So you got five days, baby. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless See, your parents said that you had to go bring it back now because they weren't going back in five days. For, yeah, but, two you know. days at two different times. We got the new releases yeah. that got to go back. They're all going back yeah, together. Like, nope. Exactly. See, that was that was like one of the ones that my dad loved. He loved the Evil Dead series. So like Evil Dead 2 specifically was one of his favorites. So anytime we were going to get something that like was, you know, we got a, a stack where they do, oh, we're doing five for five days for $5 or some bullshit, you know, I'd always fucking throw Evil Dead series in there. That's probably why it's become one of my favorites, you know, after all this time because I yeah. watched it since I was a fucking kid. Think about this. You rent Evil Dead 1, right? Okay, cool. Uh, now I rent Evil Dead 2. All right, cool. Well, guess there's no three. I know. And, different, and, different time. <laughs> you had no idea. Dude. <laughs> and and the, I, I still fucking hate people for shitting on Army of Darkness. It's such a good fucking I, I movie. I think it's good. I that movie rules, it. man. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. So, uh, Grizz, 
we, we went down the fucking nostalgia path, down the old fucking memento fucking rabbit hole. We are going to talk about a movie now that neither of us saw when we were very little. No. I saw this probably like in college. That was probably when I first saw it. Um, do you want to give a little uh, synopsis of this movie or you, or you want me to do it? So uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, Shiesty lawyer and his mistress die in a crash on the highway but is he really dead and he gets all fucked up in an autopsy and he comes back for revenge and he takes over an asylum and he kills people and he's completely normal on the inside but gruesome on the outside it's a fucking dumb concept (laughs) (laughs) well the two people that we see in the beginning are supposed to be like this one dude's like a lawyer right he's supposed to be like this woman's lawyer as i took it yes and they won like a big settlement and uh they're gonna run away and and live life together high on the hog and uh they get into a car accident and they don't look like they would have gotten too fucked up from that accident but she lost a hand which is pretty crazy but he's like pretty all right uh what a setup for a horror movie well they also paint these two motherfuckers in a pretty bad light during the whole thing like they're drinking in their fucking driving partying about winning they'd say that she has a daughter and that they're gonna just fucking ship that bitch off to fucking boarding school and blah 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 they're gonna go live on a fucking high life and shit so they're painting them as like pretty shitty people so it's like, oh yeah, of course they're gonna get in this fucking accident. I didn't feel bad for them. And I never feel bad for this lawyer monster character ever. Like he's just a shitty guy that's now a shitty monster. So like, I, I don't know. It's a really. I just feel like the story is very fucking weak, dude. Like the whole, just everything. The way they get into it, the way the fucking like the cast of characters, and they're just fucking unlikable. Like it's just a really. The, the saving grace to this, in my opinion, are the kills. 100%. Without the gore and shit in this movie, this would be a joke. Yeah, so you have two different groups of people. You have, like, a weird experimental punk band. Yeah. Right? They're the one They're the one group that's already in this, quote-unquote, doom asylum. So, and then you have, like, this other group of preppy people, um, which contains Patty Mullen of Frankenhooker fame who yes. plays the girl in the beginning's daughter uh, well Patty Mullen actually plays both of them Kiki is the mom Judy is the daughter and Patty yes. Mullen plays both and then we also have uh, Kristen Davis bro a part of the part of the preppy group Get from Sex in the City here. and she's from Seinfeld but dude she oh, she made my heart jump in this fucking movie really dude. I'm in love with her now like really Dude, I, not, and I don't know what she looks like now, but dude, her in 1987 with the fucking glasses and the fucking hair, dude, her in this movie, there's something happened to me when I like, I, I literally had one of those moments where like, you know, in the movies where like the clouds part and the fucking dove singing and shit, dude, like that's, that's what I was like, oh my God, she's beautiful. Like something, dude, I couldn't. Uh, I had no idea that that was her until I looked at, until like I looked into it for the, for the episode here. I had no. I also didn't realize that was Patty Mullen either. Oh, I know. And, and honestly, like <clears throat> all the females in this movie are fucking crazy because, like Ruth Collins, that the big titty fucking cone lady, 
Dude, she's like royalty and well, not like royalty, but she's like super well known in horror movies. Cemetery High, Primeval. She did uh, what was it like Blood Sisters? She did all those like Galactic Gigolo movies and shit like that. She's been oh, dude, she was in Psychos in Love. She's been like all over the fucking place. So I was like, I see this cast of characters, and I'm like, damn, these are such like you know predominantly like cult fucking actresses in horror movies. This is going to be really good, but the writing of this movie almost like. Like I said, like they're, they're great actresses. All the all the actors and shit in this are okay, but the dialogue is just really fucking weird, dude. I think because it's like half funny, like half trying to be funny, and then half like people just fucking not being great at like acting and delivering like, the lines. The mom nickname, like that thing is so stupid. Like that doesn't land for anybody. Like they take her back to the spot where her mom died. And he's like, I could never replace your mom, but I'll try if you let me. And she's like, can I call you mom? And they're just like, yeah, we're going to call you mom for now on. Like, what the fuck is going on? And they That's do. A, dude, I know. It's the stupidest fucking joke. It's it's so fucking lame. Like, why does that have to be a part of There's such, dude, even for a really generic setup of a fucking premise and like, uh, uh, like all this, it's it could still be a good movie if they just got rid of all these lame-ass jokes that don't work. Don't call this motherfucker mom. That's dumb. There was, there was a lot of stuff that landed, though, and they're, like, at the crash site, and they're like, oh, come on, it's been, like, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're no. saying, like, nasty shit to her. Like, that stuff's funny as hell to me in a movie like this. Okay, that stuff I'm okay with, dude, but it's, like, it's, like, 20% stuff that works pretty on, on point. But the rest of it is just, like what universe is this like what what the fuck is happening right now like nobody like even if even in like a funny movie like what does this feel like this feels like a fucking leslie nielsen like fucking horror movie like it's just goofy and as fuck man it's like super light trauma like super light yeah mate equally as like corny at times for sure but but the kills in this movie are pretty fucking awesome. I'm cool with those. Yeah, that's what saves this movie for me. And the pace of it. It moves pretty fucking quick. It's only like an hour and 15 minutes, right? Something like that. Uh, official runtime, an hour and 17 minutes. Okay, now mind you, probably 17 minutes of that is literally fucking uh, footages like of other movies that are in public domain. Like that's yeah, how bad this movie like, is that they padded it with other fucking movies <laughs> and not just clips, but like long fucking periods of yeah, these other movies. You, you, you see about a quarter of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of want to watch that movie now. Yeah, it it seems pretty be, good. It, it looked better than what I was watching. Honestly, oh, I was like, don't say that. Like, this is, this is fucking thespian work right here, dude. Hot damn. Like it was good. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I love this movie. I think this movie's really good. It moves fast enough where, like, you don't get bored. There's tons of great kills in it. There's ridiculous shit being said throughout the movie. Like, just throwaway shit. Like we said before, torpedo tits and all stuff like that. Yeah, like that. I, I, I think this movie rips kind of hard, man. I don't, I, don't know. I don't hate this movie, bro. I, I am, I am a, I am coming in at it as a, a 50 50 watcher. As I, it, it has rewatchability in that point of sense for me, where there's enough in this where I, I enjoy it. Whereas the other 50% that's like really bad and dumb, I can just fucking laugh at and write off as being like, this is just fucking stupid. You know, I can still see, watch I'm, this, you know? See, this isn't I like wonder five, if you five, gave five. It, 
Oh, enough. <laughs> I'm enough dude, I'm with gonna, the five, it, five, five back talk. I, I'm going to fucking give it to you. <laughs> See, like, I wonder if this is one of those things where, like, if you watched it another time or, you know, however many times, whatever, like, would you start to kind of, like, enjoy it? Like, it grows on you. Yeah, because this is my first time watch. So, like... It was probably I was probably like overly or like I was probably just like very judgmental of it. Yeah, just because I'm like I'm I'm really trying to dial myself into it, and I'm just like nothing's really landing for me. So now that I know that's going to be the case, I won't take it as a serious horror movie. I'll just be like, oh, this is stupid. Let me enjoy the stupidity of it. I think it definitely needs like a second watch to really digest how the movie's supposed to be watched. I guess. Yeah, it has to me like very similar comedy to like Sleepaway Camp. You know okay. what I mean? Like where well, well more so Sleepaway Camp two and three, not the mm-hmm. first one. But yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah, that's it for sure. Where where it's like sort of dry humor, and like certain things some people might not find funny, but others like would find it hilarious. Even the kills feel kind of Sleepaway Camp two and three ish. You know where they're just like they're yeah. they're campy that they're they're done well. Um, they're it, it, it kind of breaks from like the rest of the movie to give you this kind of like cool scene and shit you know you, you kind of don't expect it right because like the beginning car crash like you don't see the car crash and like the only thing you really see is like a severed hand from kind of far away so like you're not really expecting some of the shit you're gonna see in this movie so let's discuss the monster this this lawyer lawyer Right? So he's Doctor a lawyer guy. who's in this car crash who was presumably, you know, was, was pronounced dead, taken in for an autopsy, and mid-autopsy comes back to fucking life or is, is awakened somehow yeah. or some shit and is mutilated and decides to kill everybody there and take this asylum as his home. Where he just now kills anybody that comes there with fucking autopsy equipment. I mean, that's that's what this character is, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that being the setup for him. It's a little loose and janky, in my opinion. However, the fucking issue I have with this character is he's grotesque and all of this shit on the outside, but he just acts like himself, like yeah. <laughs> throughout the fucking movie. Like he doesn't talk weird get his whole fucking like mandible fucking cut off he doesn't fucking talk weird he doesn't like act like overly angry he just kind of like is this normal fucking guy and i'm yeah, like he, what the he, fuck is going on he's not in any sort of pain it yeah seems at like. all yeah <laughs> that's a great point and dude <laughs> he's he's been living in this abandoned hospital for like 10 years right it's uh, absurd like the, the yeah. his demeanor is fucking absurd he's talking to these people as if they were like clients at a fucking bar that he just ran into and he's murdering yeah. people dude he's not like just you know and, hanging out with them and there's no like supernatural element to this movie like no, he's yeah. not bestowed with some sort of supernatural ability he's just a dude that didn't die i think that's my issue is that it's 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 fucking stupid that like this whole concept it it almost needs some kind of supernatural it almost needs just something to like give a reason to why he he is the way that he is that he's able to fucking live through this car crash where he's pronounced dead and then live through having 
half of an autopsy done on him. There needs to be more to this. He just can't be like the normal fucking lawyer he was now just grotesque looking that doesn't make any fucking sense man yeah and why would he just get up and start killing people yeah like that's the thing too like what what triggered is he just so mad that he got autopsy that he's like that's it i'm fucking killing everybody but like he's you need mad to give me more dead, explanation I, 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 there needs to be more to to uh, to satisfy that character for me because it's it's too loose man it's just weird that is something that i will agree with that there's really no reason for him to be like killing other people and he doesn't really get any like anything out of it right like i get he's trying to get to his love aka the daughter of his girlfriend but which is an interesting turn uh, i do like that that like the girl that ends up coming to the asylum that this motherfucker is now haunt you it know, just so happens to be the to fucking be daughter of the girl that died in the car accident with him like that's a cool and and i like that dude that that works really well in any fucking horror movie i just wish that he was a better villain because he's not like he's not like even overly opposed dude cone tits like almost kicks the shit out of him with a piece of rebarb, he's got a fucking axe. Like, it's just, it's just not, doesn't add up to me, dude. I don't know. So, like, but but, but that all that being said, though, there was really good fucking kills in this movie. Like, yes. the, the killing that does happen, I'm very satisfied with. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me. I would fucking probably guess you will. But the best kill in this movie is Kristen Davis's kill with the surgical saw. Uh, that was a hard one for me, dude. I'm not gonna lie. That was that was. That was and tough. I'll, I'll I felt, explain. I felt real bad for my girl. All right, wait. Let me let me hear what your favorite one was, and I'll explain why this was like the best one. Uh, the one I thought was the worst was the fucking uh, the dude in the be- like the the first dude that dies, the fucking Daryl or whatever that like they pinch his fucking head with the yeah, fucking. Even though I do like his rap, I oh, like yeah, him as a character. The rap was fucking. It was it was happening. That whole scene was really fucking weird. Um, is the, the drill one the fucking where he's is, is it like a is it the drill or is it a fucking like saw or some shit like that? I think it's a drill. It's a drill, like, right? Where he, the the baseball card guy. Yes, yeah. Because oh yeah, it was yeah. It's the baseball. Because I fucking found him the. He's so forgettable and he's so fucking annoying, dude. Like that—that's part of it. Like the reason why I don't like this movie—not like don't like it, but like—is just the characters are so fucking unlikable. He's—he's he's horrible, dude. I want to punch that guy in the fucking face. Is it because he's wearing a Mets hat? I, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I am a <laughs> Yankees fan. Wade Boggs, but like, <laughs> he's talking about Wade Boggs. There you go, man. So like, but just like his whole demeanor and shit—it just—it doesn't. I think I just figured it out. It, I'm okay with it being a, a dark comedy horror type of thing, but make the people somewhat fucking believable. You know, make believable people do funnier things. Then it becomes a better horror comedy. In my Instead opinion. of like over the top stereotypes and right. all that shit. That's the issue I think I have with this is that all the characters are just like exaggerated versions of people that would never exist. And it's like, if I think to like, you know, with, with dead alive or something like that, it's, it's, it is very ordinary people that are put into the extreme circumstances that are then made funny that make it work in a different circumstance for me. Whereas this is just like 
unbelievable people doing unbelievable cartoon things. Cartoon characters. Saying, yeah, cartoon characters saying cartoon lines in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. But so what's your favorite kill, though? It's, the, it's, it's that dude. Him dying with the fucking drill, man. Oh, 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 oh. all right. So I think I think the best kill in this movie is Jane, Kristen Davis's oh. character, because Ooh. she gets like a surgical saw to the face and like you see her like still alive while her jaw is being Mangled. like bisected. Yeah. Then like even after he pulls the saw away, she's like still like, oh, like, bro. That is like a brutal thing to think. Just like the the woman that gets zapped with the laser in Halloween three, like she gets hit in the mouth with it. Yeah, and like you could see she's like still alive, but like all burnt out. Like that's just a brutal way to go. It's it's the that's lingering brutal way it's to go. The lingering life left in her that that makes it that much better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that like you're experiencing terrible fucking pain because and of I, this. And I like how they like play that scene to where it makes it look like Cone Tits Tina is the one that's responsible. For for oh, killing yeah. Jane, that was a cool play on that whole thing. Like there is Tina really good a, elements in this, man. Well, Tina gets a pretty good kill too. She gets put through that fucking machine and turns oh into my, like I a, forgot like a that might be the best with one, a hand. Dude. That <laughs> turning her into a giant hamburger patty with fucking mechanical parts coming out was hilarious, dude. Also, did fucking Tina's band uh, are they like the first ever harsh wave or like harsh noise band? Like dude, that's what it sounds like, right? It was dude, like they are a fucking noise band. And like I'm not even talking like they would be popular today in the fucking scene. Yeah. Like this is eighty seven this was made. I was like, these guys were fucking onto something here. That's so fucking funny. I, I like you like watching the movie and you're like all right, so like, are they gonna play a song or is this the song? Well, that's like, it, dude. And that's the song. I like it. It's a pretty cool idea because usually they have the people being some sort of corny, like you know, oh, we're in a we're in a punk band. Then you that's hear it, it's expecting. like not punk, or it's like, oh, we're in a metal band and it's not metal. This, it's like this was noise. Holy shit! This was legitimately yeah. like experimental fucking noise music. They had a giant Korg like synthesizer just making fucking weird noise. This bitch was like playing off time drums and the vocals were like delayed and like really weird and like yelly talky. Dude, I was like, if my buddy Beavis and Butthead Collector saw this, he would want to marry this girl, dude. Like, this is the best shit ever. Yeah, you got to play that for Sean. I, I, dude, I, like, dude, I, I would 100% of playing that for Sean. He will fucking love that. Yeah, we got we to gotta know his. Uh his his take on that but i feel like uh that ending kill where tina gets put through that machine like if that doesn't show you that this is intentionally comedic oh like, yeah nothing well because it's so ridiculous and like we said like cartoon characters it's like something out of a cartoon that that ex yeah that's an extreme version of it too in this movie because they don't usually take it to that you know extent but that is a very it's hilarious it's very you know unrealistic but it's very cartoony it's exactly what that is um the one girl gets her face put in the fucking acid that's pretty cool looking i like too. that that's good um you see our our killer's arm oh. is untouched by death though there uh it's he's got like a normal looking arm like the makeup stopped yeah, at a certain so, point and they did. didn't realize that he was going to be you know the one the scene it's, it's i don't know if it's really a i guess it might be, i don't know the one of the best scenes though is the fucking lawyer dude playing fucking with the toes 
Like this little oh, piggy, yeah. and he's fucking cutting the toes off with That's the brutal. big skin. Dude, was, yeah, that, that makes your skin crawl. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that was, <laughs> like, you think this dude's gonna, like, help the woman get out? Well, help our main girl get out. He, he don't fare too well. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Ugh. Ugh. Um, this, see, like, things like that, like, really supplement any bad shit with this movie. You get yeah. hit with something like that. And that, really, like, the last half hour is just nonstop. I just, uh, the ending is kind of weird, right? Like him fucking chasing Black her Luster. out, and it's just like, yeah, she falls stabs over. him with the fucking, doesn't she stab him with the Beauty and the Beast mirror? Yeah, it's just so lame, dude. And he's just like, you really love my mom, right? <laughs> it's just like, dude, this is sucks. So, <laughs> well, well, I do like how, how she's like, you were going to put me in a fucking, uh, in a boarding school, you dick. Yeah, like some that, shit like that. That was a good point. When really that was the mom. The mom's idea was to do that. Yeah, she's a bad person. So they yeah, both were. yeah, yeah. So, so Chris, come on, man, give me your give me your final thoughts on Doom Asylum. Okay, I will say after after we had this discussion that I think it deserves a second watch and upon second viewing, not being so critical, knowing what I'm getting into, I think I would have a better experience. I think on first watch, especially doing it for a podcast where I'm like really dialed into the movie and being like, what the fuck's going on? I want to know who these people are. I want to know the whole deal. It was just not, it was too much of too little <laughs> for me to really like take in for the first watch, man. Cause like I was so distracted by the lame dialogue and like the fucking unbelievable characters and shit that I didn't give it enough chance. You know, I immediately kind of was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what the fuck am I watching? And then I saw the kills, and I'm like, these were really fucking good kills. So there was a disconnect, in the, you know? And I think upon second watch, I can really let go of the negative and, and give this a better a better review in the long run. Because I think it's 50-50 yeah. for me now. I, I like this movie. I think this would be a great movie to see with a group of people, too. That would help. Right? There's a lot of a lot of crazy shit. Maybe have a few drinks. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, it would definitely make the definitely make the process a little bit better. Um, something that I like about this movie is that it was shot in New Jersey. At a now, um, now gone uh, mental institution that they closed down, which is pretty cool. But it's like a semi-local film. Um, I did like that, have, that it was filmed at like a cool place like that because it was authentic graffiti throughout the entire movie. It wasn't like graffiti made by the movie set to be like in the film. So I one, was like, one thing I did notice was I think when they were in the bathroom, in the, bathroom the girl yes. with the red, the girl with the red spray paint. Yes, it's like, but oh. like a lot of it was like legit. Cause there's just like Mopar fucking like spray painted everywhere. Like some asshole went in there who likes Dodge apparently and fucking spray painted all Very that. New Jersey, Very <clears throat> New Jersey. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> I forgot it was New Jersey. But like there was like a fucking like badass like Metallica fucking like spray painting thing in a doorway. And I was like, yeah, it's also an authentic very New fucking Jersey. place. Yeah, it's still New Jersey for sure. First time I saw Metallica was in New Jersey. So there you, there you I go. Guess it's fitting. There's a connection. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Metallica, but bands that don't sound anything like Metallica. <laughs> Grizz, it's time to head over to the wide world of metal. And what are we talking about this week? Dude, I, I 
hit you up i sent you this album and i was so excited to hear your feedback and once you said you fucking loved it i was like i fucking knew it dude this week we covered the new full-length album from the uh one and only hell ripper all the way from the highlands of scotland that's right this is scottish speed black metal and this is uh this album is called warlocks grim and withered hags what a fucking <laughs> great name for a fucking album yeah. And the album sounds exactly like that, which yes. is great. <laughs> <laughs> Once I realized too that they like, so this is just one guy. This is a one man fucking black metal band, wow. which I love. It gives me so much fucking hope and inspiration, dude. When I hear someone doing it so well like this, wow, yeah, crazy, right? Because this dude's a fucking ripper too. Like the rips, dude. Guitar work rips is fucking Hell awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it. When I found out he was like from the Scottish Highlands and like this was like the inspiration for his music, I was like, that is so fucking badass. Cause like it sounds like Scottish fucking folk music inspired. Like some of the riffs are very like folk music esque, I guess you could say, but like played in a metal way. And I always love black metal bands that fucking do that. And this isn't a very like original sounding one to me. Yeah. Um, what I said to you is this sounds like, um, 90s cradle of filth meets the midnight yeah dude it, right? it's 100% fucking midnight cradle of filth what like, do they what do they call that like death and roll or whatever yeah like, black and roll dude that's exactly what this is because it it, it it has some of it is very like you know rock and rollish but dude parts of this album are just straight fucking black metal but still having that little bit of like folk inspiration where there'll be these cool like interludes that'll like drop out of a song to like this like you know almost acoustic part but it's very short and it blasts that acoustic riff like right into like a metal version of it and i'm just like fuck yes like this is exactly what i want in this kind of music yeah this is the first time i ever listened to this so it's kind of hard for me to um break down song by song like usual because you know we're normally talking about albums that are either um four songs long and you know 12 15 minutes or it's an album i've been listening to since i was fucking 11 years old yeah, so like i know everything 17th this came out last fucking yeah. week so <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm i'm pretty much going to talk about this like as a whole right like uh, it's going to be very hard for me to break it down um normally when grizz sends me things i'm usually expecting um something more like avant-garde or <laughs> more harsh i guess so when he when he sent me this i'm like all right let me listen to it i put it on i thought he was fucking with me at first and then like and then all of a sudden like it really starts to like kick in and i'm like holy shit like there's weird things that sound like i'm not a huge iron maiden fan but like there's like some shit that sounds like iron maiden in there and then like you start hearing these guitar solos and like when we say this dude's like a ripper like he could fucking shred and it's like really well done where it's not just like shredding you know uh doing arpeggios and all that stuff like it's done in a very musical way that really complements the whole album yeah the and composition like yeah i can't believe that it's one dude yeah. i can't believe it does he play the drums or are they programmed do you know i would imagine that see i don't know that's tough dude they don't sound programmed they sound very like authentic to like someone playing along to an actual fucking guitar riff there's there's always like is, is even as good as like a lot of the drum programs are now and like both of us we have like rather expensive ones that we've used and stuff and they just 
they sound great, but they're still missing a humanness to them of like subtle changes and just subtle, like, so, you know, it's just hard to get that feeling. So myself personally, I prefer the very robotic. I want it to sound like a drum machine most of the time. If it's going to you know be I mean? that, I, make it yeah, that. Like very, very mortician where it's like unnaturally fast yeah. and things like that. Um, you the way to make a a drum program really sound real is you have to go through that whole song and you have to adjust how hard each hit is you can't just max it it's got to be varied just oh, like your velocity changes yeah for sure that's that is yeah. the one thing that really makes it sound human the other thing is um i'm guilty of using like midi um I use like uh like MIDI loops basically. Like I'll right. make things or I'll use ones that I have already, whatever. Um the way to really make everything sound real is to pretty much finger drum it, like play it. Play it. it. Yeah, because it has to be slightly off. It I'll, has to be slightly off. And it's That's nice because the, the MIDI pad that I use is velocity sensitive also. So based on how hard I'm hitting my pad, it it, it reads the velocity yeah. of the drum pattern that I'm putting in. That is really, and even then it's still, it's, it's a million times better than just cutting and pasting, but it still has a little, little soullessness to it. I don't know what it is, man. It's just, there's something so awesome about just having a drummer play through a whole track along to what's supposed to be played, man. It just sounds, it just See, sounds natural. To me. I, I have a question that I, I could try that here now that I have the gear to do it. Um, I, I never had the ability, but actually this past weekend, if I sound a little off this week, it's because I have to still fine tune some things because I took everything apart and put it back together in a more <laughs> uh, concise, cohesive way. So I could like record live here now. What I wonder is if I took my MIDI program drums, played it over my fucking speakers and set up a uh, set up a mic on the other side of the room. And just played it and record the room as like room noise. <laughs> See, the only problem, like, I it might sound decent, but it's still like the, the the drum programming itself will not change, in my opinion. Like, it's still gonna have oh, that, yeah, like, well, that soullessness if, to it, you know? You gotta unsnap it from the grid, baby, and uh, quantize. I think, quantize. <laughs> you wanna? You don't want it quantized. <laughs> you want the opposite. Um, Anti-quantize. I'm really curious to hear what like this dude does because I know like Jeff Whitehead from Leviathan like he's a drummer and I think he learned guitar after being a drummer right like but this guy's too good to be I feel like, like a second I feel like instrument. people who are like this good at guitar shit like that just have a tendency to also be able to drum like if you're just really good at like music like one of those savants you tend to just be able to pick up anything and like out of necessity make it work I don't know I'm not one of those people I so I've I've known a lot of really good guitar players and drummers, and I don't know anybody who's able both. to play another that who can play another instrument at that same level if they're really good. Like I feel like because you have to practice twice as much. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's the whole thing. Like, all right, I could like I could I could like shred to an extent. Like I'm I am beyond like the mid level guitar player and everything. But for me to to get to that level on drums now, you'd have to practice have to, your ass off. Dude. Years, years. Dude, I, I, I I don't know how. 
my buddy is like trying to get me to buy a fucking mandolin. He's like, dude, I want to, I want to start this bluegrass band, and like, I need a mandolin player. And I'm like, dude, oh I don't play mandolin. Like, I, I can play guitar and I can play bass pretty well. He's like, it's yeah. the same thing. It's a stringed instrument, dude. You could play it. I promise you. And I'm like, it's not the fucking same thing, dude. I bought a banjo one time, and that was a fucking mistake. I couldn't play that thing for the fucking life of me, dude. That's so Tune hard to do. Yeah, it's tuned differently, so you have to like think. You can't think like you're playing a Not normal only guitar. That, it's a different fucking neck. It's it's different fingering. It, everything about it is fucking different. It's it's a fucking you could fuck that. I think you could I think you could buy a six string banjo that's tuned yes. E A D G B E guitar joes, dude, and they sound fucking awesome. I want one of them that's motherfuckers. Cool. Hell yeah. But anyway, that's more reasonable for me. Yeah. So this fucking album, let me just say, <laughs> let me just, let me just fucking highlight some things for the people before we get too far off track here. There's two standout songs. I mean. Warlocks Grimm and, and Withered Hags, the, the self-titled for the album or whatever, that, that song fucking rules. It's the longest song, well, maybe the second longest song on the album, but it's it's definitely like a really, it's an epic kind of built-up song. Not my favorite. It's a good song. Now, Goat Vomit Nightmare, that fucking song, that shit fucking rules, dude. That's like fucking, it's like blackened motorhead on fucking crack. It's so fucking good. It's it's super fast and just straight black metal. The vocals, like you said, kind of have like a Danny Filth thing going on, but like a little bit more aggressive and harsher at times. Uh, that song is probably my standout. And then I, The Deceiver, second track on this album. I thought that was such a fucking cool composition. It has really original guitar riffs that are like, it's it's evil and black metal, but not like your go-to evil black metal riffage. It's got this really unique thing going on to it. Another song that just has fucking killer solos that are very like neoclassical inspired and shit. It's, it's, it's really a masterclass in black metal composition, if you ask me. This entire album is that. Yeah, and there's a lot of things like uh, it, they remind me of like older Emperor, Definitely. like the yes, uh, that's a nail in you it know right some there, of dude. the riffs. This shit is. I'm gonna listen to this again. Obviously, I added it to my library. I'm I'm really interested to follow. I'm gonna follow him. I guess I'm gonna try to see what the hell's it's up gonna, with him because nice as somebody catalog. who yeah, because like I you know like you yourself, I am a one man show and seeing people do things like this it's inspiring it's like wow it's not all just like fucking burzum or whatever like where you're just it just sounds lo-fi shitty recordings and all that like some of these people fucking really put some work in this and shit like pharmacists and stuff these one-man projects that are just out of fucking control like it's insanely inspiring like I've been working on some shit, dude, and it just makes me want to fucking stop playing when I hear. Oh no! I hear it should make you want to like go dude. more. It dude, should make you want to up your game. I, I know it should, but I'm I'm a fucking quitter. So, but dude, <sighs> this is uh, this this album in particular. You guys got. If you're a fan of like black rock and roll, black metal, thrash metal, speed metal, if you're a fan of just any kind of extreme metal in general, I think this will will appeal to you because it's got really fucking good listenability. Yeah, this isn't like pharmacist. This no. isn't gonna fucking make you like your fucking neighbors be like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" <laughs> no, I mean honestly, if you, if you didn't have like a lot of the vocals in it, the harshness of the vocals, it it, it it it's a pretty just fucking straightforward good black rock and roll album, man. It's it's yeah, you yeah. Know, it doesn't get too far into the extreme. Highly, highly, highly recommend this one. I'm so glad actually you showed me this fucking dude because this nice one, dude. this. This fucking rules. Hell Ripper, Warlocks Grim, and Withered Hags so on all your streaming services. 
Uh, so Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up. Before we do our goodbyes, we want to say next week we will be covering Satan's Storybook live on Twitch. Yes, Twitch.tv slash Bad Taste Video. Grizz will be back. He has dude, power again. I, I just want to say, dude, fuck last week. I, I am so mad. I'm, I'm thankful for everybody that it still came and did it and i'm sorry that i couldn't be there buffalo had a fucking ice storm trees were falling in my backyard almost out of my house i had no power power didn't come back on here in my house until i think it was like 12 30 one o'clock in the morning so way beyond yeah it, it was a as a and i did i wanted to talk about fucking black pat black pass one of my favorite fucking movies so fuck you guys for being able to talk about it because i really wanted to be there uh, for that shit so yeah we we originally were gonna do wednesday and then the storm started up there and i fucking was sick i was it, it just was, told yeah, it was I a had nightmare COVID. week dude so we're like okay like let's just do it tomorrow maybe it won't you know maybe the storm will pass and like yeah, you'll feel better i'll feel a bit better nope uh, I ended up feeling worse. Both Your things. power went <laughs> out. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I got to just let her rip. Man. I think it's a lesson it, for us to learn that if that's ever a situation again, we, we take advantage of the moment. Yeah, dude, we, we don't hold back. Yeah, well, you live and you learn. That's right. Uh, but next week we'll be covering Satan's Storybook. A, I'm gonna. It's an anthology, but it's yeah, only it's, two stories, right? It's only two parts, I, I believe. But it's really uh, fucking good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, there's a lot of good shit to talk about with that movie. Another VHS Fest um, alum, I guess you could say. Yes. So next week, uh, 9 o'clock again, you want to do? Let's do it. Yep, 9 o'clock Wednesday. What is that date before we... Uh, it's going to be our first see. Uh, March fucking... Uh, Wednesday the 8th? That's it. All right, Wednesday the 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash video. We will be watching, well, we'll be covering Satan's story, but Grizz and I will be watching it. Hopefully, you'll watch it ahead of time. Oh, yeah. But Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Like I keep saying, subscribe to our Twitch page, twitch.com twitch.tv slash bad taste video and we'll see you next week at nine o'clock with satan's storybook